1: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go.
0: We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for listening. It's Sunday, September 14th. Happy to be back here in our big fall series sunday debut i don't know liz you're in the tv business you can tell me what we're doing today i'm leon dolan in pasadena california i am here with you as i always am it seems like monica dolan is in portland oregon she's joining us today hi Moni. hi
2: enjoying the just endless summer we're having in the pacific northwest unbelievable it just keeps coming that's fantastic, uh, Liz Dolan. You are back from many
0: world travels. We're going to hear about some of them later on in the show. And you had a birthday this week, didn't you, Liz?
1: Yes, I did. Thank you very to everyone for all the good wishes. I was actually on a corporate retreat for my birthday, so woohoo! <laughs> you know how much fun that. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I hope you did some trust falls. <laughs> no, but I do. I do have to say, Liam, the Tuesday premiere was just an awesome piece of fake radio it was it was really really good you and julie julie covered the entire news of the summer in well in one like breathless swoop but i felt totally caught up by the end of that and then you just moved on to the fun stuff so thank you very much tuesday's show was awesome you know what is amazing
0: about that show liz is we could not hear each other at all Like we had a Skype disconnect. Remember when Julie was in Russia and we thought she was just the slow sister uh, because there was this giant delay and she'd start talking over us and we'd wait for her to jump in. It would take forever. So one of us would start talking. Well, we had a very similar situation on Tuesday. Most of the show, she could not hear me and I could not hear her. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of that, uh, our sister Sheila was supposed to join us today. We have just spent a half an hour trying to bring puffy letters into the fold. Um, I, she just needs her own IT department down there. I she does. It's, yeah. So we are sorry. I know you all want to hear from Sheila, and we desperately tried today. She was ready to go. We literally could not connect her via Skype. The three of us could get connected. <laughs> she, she's in her own world.
1: I don't, I don't know how else yeah, to say it. Yeah, it was. And it was beyond <laughs> connectivity. It, it was. To, some things that should be even simpler right. than connectivity. <laughs> All right, but we're carrying forth. We have
0: a lot to cover today. There's been a lot happening. We're going to hear from Monica. She, uh, we're going to hear from Liz about her travels. We have some breaking news stories we want to cover. Of course, recline rage, as if air travel can, couldn't get any worse. And uh, what's up with the Daryl Hannah-Neil Young romance. Uh, and then we have uh, some other treats for you here on Satellite Sisters. But first, Monica, what's been happening with
2: you besides the endless summer there? Well, sisters, I think uh, the day of reckoning is coming. I think it is time for me to get a smartphone. I, you know, Amen. I'm one of the last people in America under the age of 70 uh, <laughs> not to have a smartphone. And I feel like at some point the world is just going to pass me by. Right. And it I, will. I, it will. It has. It has. It's, it will. And it's inevitable that I'm going to get one. I just keep putting it off because I don't want to spend all day on the computer. But now with the new iPhone 6 that came out and, you know, there was that larger model, which might be attractive to me. And by the by, I got my eyes checked. This summer last month, by a real doctor, and she told me I did fine on the driving test
1: <laughs> oh, well, <that> good <laughs> because-
2: <laughs> so wait a minute, were you afraid of a smartphone because you were afraid you thought you couldn't read it? Yes, well, that was one that was one issue it's all sort of tied together um, but you know i I'm going to, the world's going to pass me by if I don't get one. But then, you know, I had an incident last month, which really kind of sealed the deal for me. Um, It was the tipping point. So I had to drive to Medford, Oregon, to go to a nursing home to see a patient. And Medford's about four and a half hours from Portland. And of course, I don't have GPS. I don't have Siri. I have MapQuest. So I go on MapQuest. And I get the directions, and I'm sure when I called the place, the woman told me it was on Stevens Road. Uh, so I put in... But I, Famous yes. last words. So I put in what I thought was the street address in Stevens Road, and I got this nice little set of directions, and I set off on my way. Well, I am in a town... It, it These directions seem legitimate to me. And I end up in a town that's not even near Medford. And I am on Stevens Road. And now Stevens Road, it's this little country lane going up this hill. And then it turns into gravel. And I'm thinking, well, this can't be right. That's not a good place for an old folks home. No. How are the ambulances going to get up and down? (laughs) There, there, There were trailers up there. I was like, I just don't. Think there's a nursing home up here. So immediately, panic starts to set in. And then I look at my stupid flip phone, which can't help me at all. No. You know, because there's no directions on it, there's no Siri. And I almost started to cry. I was like, why don't I have a smartphone? So I call the nursing home and there's a lot of confusion. I said, I think I'm lost. I'm in. I said the name of the town. It was like, You know, backwoods alley or down, and they're they said, Oh, no, that's not right. So I said, You know, well, could you give me directions? This is what they told me get on the highway. Okay. Uh, They said, Well, we're on the outskirts of town, so just get off the last exit in Medford. (laughs) Now, how would I know what the last exit in Medford is? Because I don't even know what the town is that's south of Medford. So they say, get off for exit, then pull in and ask the guy there where we are. Wow. Pulled into a filling station. When's the last time you heard someone use the term filling station? Or, or outskirts, frankly.
0: Like <laughs> most of the company, country is so well developed now, they're really outskirts anymore. So, Just one long mini mall.
1: Skirt, yeah.
2: Get off the exit and pull into a filling station. That was it. And then she hung up. So I, of course, went to, I got on the highway, I I got off what I thought was the last exit in Medford, but of course it wasn't. But, you know, they had a very fine visitor center, right? Um, so I pulled in there and a nice volunteer with a map and a magic marker was showing me where to go. And, you know, it was just the craziest thing. And then a few weeks later, I had to go to a wedding on Labor Day weekend. Again, MapQuest directions uh, got lost no one to call nowhere to go the wedding started at 5 p.m i pulled into the parking lot it was at this beautiful vineyard i pulled in there at 4 59 and 30 seconds <laughs> and i was wearing sneakers got out of the car got in my good shoes ran to the wedding so i just i really need someone to talk to me and give me directions mm-hmm. even more than i need to make phone calls mm-hmm. and i looked at my my money situation and I, I'm paying for a home phone and then I have this stupid flip phone, which has cost me about $20 a month. So I, I think an iPhone 5 or an iPhone 6 is going to be, you know, 20 bucks more a month. So I think it's time for me to go for it. I just am tired of getting lost. And I feel like the older I get, the more lost I'm going to get. Yes. <laughs> and you know, here's
0: what I find, because I was very hesitant to use the directions and stuff, because I'm a map girl too, is that people have no patience for you anymore when you're lost. Because why are you lost, you idiot? Don't you have a nav <laughs> system on your phone? Like exactly. there's no one's kind to you anymore. They're, when you're, well, I'm lost. Well, that's your fault. (laughs) You know, and it is your fault, really. I mean, (laughs) when you think about it.
2: It is. I mean, my favorite mistake was... It wasn't on Stevens Road. It was on Stevens Street.
1: Oh. oh, that makes all the difference in the
2: world.
0: (laughs) You know what the good news is, Monica? If you wait, then you can buy old Apple technology. Maybe that will make you feel good. Like I just have an iPhone three because when the iPhone four came out, I bought an iPhone three for fifty bucks, and so I thought like,
2: no, I mean I'm I'm kind of in the market for an iPhone four. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: An old yeah, that's yeah. what you need, Monica. You need an old iPhone. Pretty yeah. soon, they're going to be like $0. Right.
0: They're and, literally free. Yeah, yeah, they're like giving they're them be, away.
1: They're giving them away. Or any of those Samsung Galaxies, same thing. Yeah. People, people love those. Uh, and they're going to be giving them away because that's the good news for, you know, Luddites like yourself. is You, you, you really only need to use the technology that's already been invented and perfected and the maps were perfected on the early versions of the phone
2: (laughs) (laughs) maps talking and texting that's all i need and i i could use some yelp on there too so but i want to find a place to eat well monica Um,
0: i think it's exciting because it is i do have that (laughs) sensation that the world is passing me by technologically i just can't keep up i can't keep up like why am i listening to cds i'm an
1: idiot i'm an idiot i gotta
0: get all digital but i
1: i enjoy the cds I feel that way about emojis, Liam. Yeah. I just don't, I don't understand emojis. And when people send them to me, I'm not, I can't respond with an emoji. And so I just don't respond. Right.
0: (laughs) But it it is the equivalent of like using a typewriter when everyone else is using. It's on a computer. right, Right. Like it loses its romance when you're looking for Stevens Lane and you should be on <laughs> Stevens Street. Like there is a moment when you're like, I'm an idiot. Right. I'm just uh, an idiot.
2: Technology exists <laughs> that would eliminate the problem. This. Like, and the this... panic I'm feeling right now. <laughs> right. Well,
1: plus your work depends on being called in the middle of the night to, come <laughs> to report to work. So you of all people should have an advanced reliable phone instead of that freaking beeper. You I have. know that thing.
2: All right. Well, I can't get rid of that. That That's well, that's a long story. But. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: we're, we're proud of you, Monica. You're going to hear from us more now that we can tell. We have fun texting, don't we, Liz? <laughs> yes. Group yes. text. We're group texting I all the wanna, time.
2: You know, I mean, like, I don't want to get sucked in. I spend so much time on the computer every day. I don't want to get sucked into always looking at the palm of my hand. For yeah. something. But I guess I could just make a decision. Yeah. I'm not going to answer Just don't calls. look. Yeah. Yeah. That's just,
0: avoidable. Yeah. It really is avoidable.
2: You don't yeah, have like to like that. Monica, yesterday
1: morning, I was in uh, Jackson, Wyoming, so I texted Leanne a photo of the mangy moose. you remember the- yes. ma- the mangy moose where she worked for so many years as a cocktail tomato, so it was just it was nothing complicated, just a, little, yeah. just a yeah p- picture of the moose uh, early in the morning.
0: it was yeah. nice, yeah, just a touch just a touch of communication
2: <laughs> It would be good for me it would be. Liz, I know Liz, I know you've been out of the country, so uh you probably missed something that happened last week. It was uh, the Olive Garden Pasta Pass. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. Okay. I was in Australia. So, of course, I heard about it a little bit too late. So Olive Garden <laughs> was running this promotion, Liz. Now, it was unlimited pasta. For pasta, and the salad, the breadsticks, and Coca-Cola products, which I liked. So it was seven weeks of unlimited meals at Olive Garden for a hundred dollars. Wow. But they were only. <laughs> hey, at first... <laughs> okay. At first when I read that. I thought, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's like the guy that ate McDonald's for a year. And yeah. I, you know,
1: almost... yeah, Morgan Spurlock,
2: yeah. Morgan Spurlock, who almost lost all of his orchids. Um, But then something in me started thinking about it, and I was on the way to work, and I was doing the math, and I was thinking, you know, $100 for seven weeks, that's a lot of meals. And I was driving to work, and I was rationalizing to myself why this would be good for me. I thought, well, you could just go in and get the salad, or you could stop by twice a day and just get a Diet Coke if you needed a Diet Coke. And really, then I was thinking, well, maybe I would just go on the weekends, like just Saturday and Sunday. That wouldn't be too bad. That's 14 meals. That's about $100, about $7 a meal. That's a pretty good deal. Be a real way to save money. And so when I got to work, I decided I was just going to put a little sticky note on my computer and I was going to sign up for it. And one of my coworkers, I <laughs> said, Have you heard about that uh, Olive Garden pasta pass? And we were both nodding our heads like, well, at first it seems kind of disgusting, but then when you think about it, it seems like a good deal. And he told me, too late, Monica, it's over. You missed it. I, he said they sold out, the whole website crashed because, you know, everyone logged in to get the unlimited pasta pass. So anyways, saved myself some calories there, but for, I thought it was a really, really good idea for me. <laughs> Leon, is this a debate that also took place at your house? We
0: ran the numbers at our place, too. See, I mean, yeah. I don't it's even near know near where this. an Olive Garden is here. I've never... I'm sure there is one in California near us, but I've never been to one,
2: <laughs> but... Leanne, um, oh, I thought about that, too, because there isn't one near me, but right. I was visualizing where the two of them are, and I thought, well, I could... Stop there on the way home, get a takeout dinner, go on Saturday and Sunday to the other one. And anyways, it wasn't. I
0: thought about all of Brooks's friends who are at colleges now as a sophomore, like they go off the meal plan when they don't have to. They're living in apartments like that would be excellent for them. Like if you had a college student, you would have totally signed your kid up for that, you know. Because yeah. that's that's a good deal. So it's also a gross deal. It's a good deal and a gross deal. I know, <laughs> I know it is. I know it is.
2: That's why it was so intriguing. Apparently, yeah. uh, a, th- a thousand lucky people got the pasta pass. So. Oh, there were only a thousand? Oh, that's yes. there. Oh,
0: oh right. wow. That I, was a big-time promotion for them then. I like, think, they got a lot of press out of it, didn't they?
2: Right. I I, I think that was the number that there were only a thousand, oh. which you can imagine. It would sell um, in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Well, we have to take a break here. We have a lot more to cover. Liz has been everywhere in the world uh, since we last (laughs) spoke to her. So stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're back with the satellite sisters. Thanks for joining us again. All right. We still have a lot to cover. Liz. When we last spoke to you, which was in late July, you were yeah. headed off to uh, well everywhere basically in one <laughs> in one fell swoop, yes, many many I, places uh-huh. continuously around the globe. What yes. happened?
1: You know I am a um, a conscientious and constant traveler. And so listeners hear a lot about places I'm going. So right before we went on our summer hiatus, I told you that the trip that I was starting like the next day, uh, the step one was Guatemala. Uh, Step two was Delhi, India via London. So you can imagine that. Then from Delhi, I was going to Hong Kong and then Hong Kong home to Los Angeles. And we had a long discussion about, wow, that's a long way to go (laughs) around the world, around the world. And, you know, like I have never missed a flight or never had a giant screw up. That was my own fault. But here's how the trip to Guatemala started. This was not good. Uh, So it was a midnight departure. The flight was leaving at midnight. So apparently there was a little bit of confusion between me and everyone who actually booked my travel. Like midnight, midnight what night? Oh, <laughs> Because oh, oh, I, I, in my mind, that. in my mind, it was midnight Monday and I was getting there Tuesday morning. And, uh, cause Guatemala is not that far, you know, it's like a six hour flight. So, um, so I went to bed Sunday night, just my normal Sunday night, you know, get into bed at 10 PM. I'm asleep by 10 Oh five, blah, 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 blah. So, so that's what I did. Had an excellent night's sleep because I knew I needed one because the next night I was going to be on a uh, on a red eye. And I got up in the morning and there were like 100 emails and 25 text messages on my work phone that apparently like the car to the airport had shown up at, you know, I don't know. 1045 or something, and kept calling me on my work cell phone. And I was not answering because A, not expecting a call, and B, I was in my bedroom with the door closed. So I did not hear the constant calling from the car service. Uh, then my uh, so then there was alert that went through the whole system. Once I once I actually officially missed the flight, then all kinds of people on the Guatemala end had to like, wow, what happened to her? Where's she? Blah, blah, blah. We don't have to pick her up at the airport. What does that mean? So <laughs> so, and I <laughs> I am sleeping blissfully. I have no idea any of this is going on. There are dozens of people. Or, like, think I'm lost in the universe somewhere. I am at home asleep. Like, couldn't be happier. So uh, so when I see all of this on Monday morning, I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what? What is this all about? And I realize that. So so I call my office and, you know, poor Mia, who works with me, who has been herself up in the middle of the night rebooking everything. And I feel so terrible. I'm like, I'm sorry, wasn't wasn't I always going Monday night? She's like, well, yeah, but it was only Monday technically because it was like 12.05 a.m. Monday. Yeah. Ooh, oh, you nice were, so stuff. you were really supposed to leave Sunday. okay, well, I said, well, if there's an upside, I only, I did actually want to go Monday night. So I'm sorry you all thought I went to Sunday <laughs> night, but I'm still good with my plan. I, I'm totally fine. I'm going to get there exactly when I want to get there. I'm just sorry that half the world seemed to be up in the middle of the night thinking <laughs> that I had somehow forgotten or been lost. So that was an alarming start to what was going to be a very, very complicated trip. But the good news is nothing else went wrong the whole way. It was I got to Guatemala the next day. Which, by the way, is beautiful. Uh, the city where we were having a meeting—it was a, our Latin American management meeting—is in a different country every year, and normally it's in a big market. And this year they decided to have it in a smaller country, so that's why we were in the mountains of Guatemala. It's all volcanoes and coffee plantations and really, really gorgeous. And so, and the rest of the trip went swimmingly. So it's just—I uh, just—it was very funny to me that there was this giant crisis in the middle of the night. And I didn't feel any of it. <laughs> I didn't any of it. <laughs> or, or apparently that bad about it. You No, I didn't. It. You know, I did feel bad about it, <laughs> just particularly for Mia. Uh, but, you know, and I, I realized looking back at my itinerary, if I had paid closer attention to it, I probably would have noticed. But you know how just something is in yeah. your head? Yeah. You're like, I'm leaving Monday night. I'm right. leaving Monday night. That even if the paper said you're being picked up, Sunday night you wouldn't even notice that right because in your mind you're leaving Monday night so so that was not a good start to a complicated trip but the rest of it went perfectly fine uh and India was cool and Hong Kong is an amazing city so uh so there's that then I wanted to give people the update on the Expl- the mystery of the exploding shoes. Yeah, Liz, th- those
2: pictures were
1: rough. was on Facebook. Dramatic, wasn't it, Monica? Yes. Dramatic. And uh, I'm kind of sorry to report that the actual truth of the situation is not nearly as dramatic as the photo. But so here's the truth of the exploding shoes scenario. As you know, Monica, I had been in Oregon with you on vacation, right? Correct. Yes. And uh, so I drove home so that I could be home in time for the Emmy Awards. My company, particularly the show I worked on, Cosmos, was nominated for quite a few Emmy Awards. And so I was invited to go to the Emmys, but but I didn't really want to go to the Emmys. Because I was more of an Oregon frame of mind Mm -hmm. than I was in a get-all-dressed-up and go downtown at two o'clock in the afternoon frame of mind. So (laughs) on a Monday or whatever. Yeah. On a Monday. (laughs) In August, whatever. (laughs) I I know that sounds incredibly jaded. I am not that jaded. I just, I just wasn't in the mood. So actually I gave my tickets to other people that totally appreciated them. So, um, so Monday afternoon, when I'm getting to go to the, getting dressed to go, I decide I'll go to the after party. Like my company has a party, but because the telecast starts at 5. PM. Western time. Um, the parties start at 8 p.m., so that's great. You know, it's not like you're going out. (laughs) At midnight. Yeah, you don't have to stay up till 10. You do not. Right. (laughs) Exactly. It's just an ideal situation to, like, have dinner at home, watch the show on TV, and then when the show is over, then you get dressed and you drive downtown. (laughs) So as I'm getting dressed, I'm thinking, God, I really don't feel like wearing tall shoes. You know, I've been in flip-flops for... 10 days, are various sneakers and things in Oregon. And I just wasn't in the mood for wearing fancy shoes. So I pulled out a pair of shoes like 15 years ago. I was at a friend's wedding in Northern California and he was getting married on a beautiful farm. And I had gone to the wedding with like fancy shoes. And then when I got there, I realized like the fancy, uh, the stiletto heels in the meadow was really not going to work out that well, so I ran into town, whatever town it was, and at payless, I bought like a an inexpensive pair of very cute little wedge sandals. they were silver with a little butterfly on them. Oh, those
0: I, I know those yes, shoes yes. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: okay so so fifteen years ago, I paid fifteen dollars <laughs> for those shoes I, I i really they were they were fourteen ninety nine and I thought, if I only wear them once, you know how sometimes you say right. if you only wear them once, you're still getting your money's worth. So I wore them once and they were really cute and very comfortable. So over time, I have kept them in a light rotation. Um and every time I wear them, I think, this could be the night. This could be this could be <laughs> the night that these shoes fall apart. But what I what I expected, because they were like little sandals where the thong went through my toes, um, I thought that's what was going to blow. Like at some point, I'm going to be wearing these shoes and the thong itself is going to break. Yeah. So every time I put on those shoes, I know I'm assuming some risk uh, that (laughs) I might not make it through the night with these shoes. But I get this. Pleasure of the fact that I'm still wearing shoes I paid 14.99 for, <laughs> and and that nobody would ever guess. Like, who would you would never look at these shoes and know that they were 14.99 from Payless in middle of nowhere, Northern California. So I decide because they're more comfortable than all of my other fancy shoes, I decide to wear them to this Emmy after party. And so I'm wandering around, having a good time at the party, blah 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 blah. But then it does get to be like 10 p.m. I'm like, okay, time to go home. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, at the point where now people are arriving with statuettes in their hands, and you're getting a chance to see, like, oh, over there, cast of Modern Family, hello. Um, as I was getting ready to leave, I was literally walking towards the door, and I could feel, like, the right foot, like something was sinking down more than it normally should. <laughs> and, and, and I looked down, and the whole back half <laughs> of the wedge had broken open. And the reason the shoes were so light and comfy is because the whole inside of the shoe was made of styrofoam. They were <laughs> These shoes were made of styrofoam. They, if you ever wonder how do they make shoes for $14.99, here's your secret people. It's a styrofoam. so uh, so the right shoe breaks in half, and you now have styrofoam splinters. So now I have little pieces of white stuff uh, sort of trailing me everywhere <laughs> everywhere I walk..
2: <laughs> Time to go. That is really wow. Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. <laughs> Just back out face forward. Oh, it's yeah. your
1: it's your total Cinderella moment. So now I'm like carrying one shoe, uh, heading for the door, and unbelievably, the other shoe blows. Like what 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 are the chances after fifteen years that both shoes would blow up on the same night? Like, I don't know. like a million to one that they would go within two minutes of each other it's like it's like they had just reached their limit that was the limit and both shoes knew it was the limit like this is it you have used up your 15 dollars, lady this is it so now and i'm going home um i'm just calling an uber car to go home so i'm standing waiting for a car to roll up the car rolls up i now have this pile of white styrofoam around my feet right because it's all breaking apart so i am now i pick up the shoes and i'm holding them in my hands i look like Well, it's not not a good luck when, again, now the people with the statuettes are arriving and you're standing there with the broken (laughs) styrofoam shoes. And you're like, okay, another reminder. Maybe this isn't the business for you. So (laughs) so I get I get in the the taxi to go home and uh, I just put the shoes on the floor and I'm trying to ignore it. And then we get to my house and I go to get out. And I have completely destroyed the whole back seat of the car now. Oh, like you wow. can imagine, so that the shoes are on the floor. The guy, I get out of the car and like, oh, I'm really sorry. I I just didn't because it's a completely black back seat. He actually had to like go get a little mini vac out of <laughs> out of the trunk of his car, and he had to vacuum the back seat of his car. That that's really that's you know when you t- <laughs> oh, that's humiliating. Yes, with a capital yeah. H. You're really traveling in style when somebody uh, has to vacuum uh, as soon as you get out of the car. So so that's why when I got back upstairs into my place and I just threw the shoes down on my dining room table, the photo that you saw on uh, the Facebook page was just. The shoe debris, like that's the way there was no composition involved there. That was just the, the shoe debris. And uh, there were lots of good guesses on the Facebook page for what happened there. Uh, but that's the true story of the exploding shoes that I thought I needed to share.
0: <laughs> well, I, it
1: sounds like you got your 15 bucks worth out of yes, it. Next yes. time,
0: just wear cheap shoes for 14 years. So that's <laughs> I think that's the lesson.
1: Is that the lesson? Like the the dollar price is the yeah. number of years, and once you get past that, you're really pushing it. So um, anyway, yep, that was that was my night at the Emmys. Glamorous, huh? <laughs>
0: it's what a life you lead, Liz. Wow. <laughs> and then you had your
1: birthday. Did you do anything for your birthday? Uh, a corporate retreat. Oh, you know. yeah, super. yeah good, okay. good corporate retreat. But no, it was uh, it was actually kind of fun. I, I work with the really fun people. They gave me, we were out on a hike on my birthday and miraculously at this lunchtime, <laughs> miraculously you survived. <laughs> yes, That's right. Uh, right. But at lunchtime, that was the easy hike that day. Oh, okay. We were hiking around Jenny Lake. Which oh, you've yeah. lived there. So you know beautiful. how beautiful that is yeah. in Wyoming. And, uh, like a full on birthday cake was there at lunchtime at our picnic zone. Um, so that was very nice. But I do, you know, Facebook was invented for birthdays, as we've often noted. So I thank you for all of your nice wishes on uh, on Facebook. But I do have to confess, I posted a photo of Ferris with a uh, birthday hat and a blower in his mouth. And... uh uh, that my friend Todd had photoshopped together. So he had sent it to me and I thought it was cute. So I posted it on my Facebook page. Uh, for those of you who thought that Ferris was really home alone with his putting on his birthday hat <laughs> <laughs> and blowing on a blower. I just want to confess that that was not real. There is no way Ferris would agree to ever um, to ever wear something like that. Wouldn't you say sisters? That's not really his. You know what?
2: If- if you put a little hat on ferris his head would be so low to the ground it would be just between his knees he would be just so humiliated he he just he doesn't like even to be touched on the top of his head yeah yeah Um, yeah, but it was an adorable photo
1: It, it was thank goodness for photoshop and thank you todd and thank you everyone else who liked the photo uh the uh it did make my day to see it. That's true. Real or not, it made my day. Well, Liz, um, I think collectively we could say happy birthday.
0: Monica, did you do anything for Liz? I have an idea. You're just you're in and out so much, Liz. I, I yeah I have a potential gift for you. I uh, okay. haven't pulled the trigger yet, but next time I see you. Because you are leaving on Tuesday to so you went to Australia, you went to Jackson Hole,
1: you went to DC, and now yeah. you're going to Turkey. That's right. I'm uh Allegedly on Tuesday night, but maybe (laughs) maybe it's Monday night.
2: If if it's eleven fifty nine Sunday night, twelve oh one Tuesday night. I know. I'm just
1: gonna have to start I guess I've become blase about these things that I don't even care what day it is. That's and I'm headed to Istanbul for a couple of days this week. But when I come back you can give me a birthday present. Okay, good. You know, speaking of that, uh the, the one of the biggest stories of the
0: summer that I thought just some summarized really how bad air travel has gotten was the two or three incidents of recline rage that happened in the air like planes actually having to be landed because passengers wanted to recline and couldn't because of a device or then didn't recline and then the person who couldn't got mad and they were like throwing drinks in each other's faces and it's just I wanted to ask Liz, Monica. You travel a lot too. Do you think we have reached the low? Could it could it get any worse? And will it start to go back up? The airline travel, or or can we go further? Is there another kind of rage besides recline rage that could take us into a deeper depth? I mean, well, I just think this
1: shows you. My opinion is, this shows you how diabolical the actual airlines are because this is their fault. Yeah. Right. Like if I buy a seat that reclines, I should be able to recline it. But I also understand that for the people behind me, that's not good. So I understand why people get those, what is it, recline stoppers or whatever you called those. Knee defenders. And knee defenders, right. So I yeah. understand both points of view. So what the airlines have decided is to just make the seats and the whole situation back there increasingly awful and let the passengers fight it out. You know, instead of just trying to protect passenger comfort by saying here's what's going to we're going to give you enough room right if you pay for a seat we're going to give you enough room no they're allowing everyone to just encroach on everyone else and just duke it out back there and if the duking it out gets too crazy then they're going to put the plane down and arrest you i I just i totally 100 percent blame the airlines for that because (laughs) if i wow okay no because if i'm a person in a seat I bought a seat that reclines. I do have a right to recline right, you just do right uh but you know uh, so that that's my position I, like I can't understand the mind of the airlines where they seem to be able to keep screwing down and screwing down the quality of the the actual passenger experience and somehow making it our fault that's that's not right,
2: right. <laughs> blaming it on the passengers i mean of course, the easy thing to do is. Before you recline, turn to the person behind you and say, do you mind if I put my seat back? But it all boils down to they've just shoved too many rows in back there. Right. right? Sometimes, rec- even if the person in front of you is not reclining, it is almost unbearable. Yes. There's like a half an inch between your knee and the seat in front of you. And they just keep cramming in more seats and making the rows smaller and smaller. It's, it's getting, it's getting bad.
1: Yeah. It's diabolical. Okay. Is
0: this the worst though? Is it going to get any worse? (laughs) Have we reached the low? Do you think? Well, you know, there'll be something else.
1: The the stand-up seats, you mean? Oh yeah. As, as, <laughs>
0: Just I've in seen... terms of yeah, could they could yeah. they make air travel any worse? I guess yeah. it would be to standing eliminate seat. the bathroom.
1: Standing seats. I think the standing seats, standing room only, that could come next. Or that...
2: like take taking away the bathrooms.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or charging for the bathrooms. Uh don't put it past them. It could be like a pay bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of double-decker situation uh so instead of having room for your baggage there's just another row of seats above your head they could... <laughs> <laughs> that for your that children could... <laughs> <laughs> yes ch- children in the overhead fly free <laughs> People are thinking about this all day. They are working on this. How many people can we cram in that plane? Uh, that's really all they're thinking about. Okay. I suppose they could go to just no luggage at all so that they can cram people, more people in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't put anything past them, Liam. Okay, Whew. All right, Liz. All right. Speaking of rage,
0: uh, we just we just suffered through. No, we had uh, three days of One Direction at the Rose Bowl. Uh, One Direction, the biggest boy band in the world. Um, it was a siege in my neighborhood, is how I would describe it. Now, here's the backstory. You know, you move into a neighborhood with a giant, world famous stadium, or as they're now billing it on the official posters. Ladies, you got to like this branding. Welcome to America's Stadium. That's what they're calling the Rose Bowl <laughs> now. On the big giant signs. Welcome to America Stadium. Well then, you know, America should be paying for the the renovations, not the not the poor neighbors. But anyway, we've had three well, And
2: it is it is a real one of the perks of your neighborhood. I mean, it's you a good it, thing
0: and a bad except thing. Except when right. people use it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, And I, but I'm not that person. I'm not the not in my backyard. I love like the one-off show I think is exciting. You 2 the Rolling Stones, the Super yeah. Bowl, you know, Manchester United. Let's put 100,000 people in there and, and watch Barcelona. Great. Fantastic. Like, I'm fine with that. And then this year we had two nights. We had two nights of Eminem and two nights of uh, of Beyonce and Jay-Z. All right. Okay. Two nights you know, that's okay. But this was three days of
2: uh, <laughs> of One Direction. So you heard the same songs over and over.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's, well, you can't really hear the songs, Monica, because the screaming is so <laughs> loud. I, uh. I kid you not. And they, so I 70,000, three sold out shows, 70,000, you know, mainly teenage girls, a lot of first time concert goers. Uh, so you have to give them a wide berth, you know, a, a lot of room, a lot of hours to get there. You know, they came really early. They participated in the Fan Fest before. So honestly, the concert was started at seven. They had two warm up acts, including 5 seconds of summer whatever that band is it's another boy band from australia and then the headliners went on at 845 uh but people got there at like two in the afternoon and they just started screaming from two (laughs) in the afternoon on. I can't explain it. I never heard anything like it. Like they were screaming. The sound check happened Thursday afternoon. There were thousands of girls standing outside the Rose Bowl screaming. And then they had like one of those radio DJs that would say like, let me hear you scream. And they screamed and there was just so much screaming and a lot of amateurs driving, you know, people that had never been, to the Rose Bowl before, so very different than the than the football crowd that comes in, comes out. You barely even notice UCLA plays at the Rose Bowl. You barely even notice they're there. You know they come in, they come out. There were so many cars descending on it. They had a very complicated traffic plan, and and it also was also very hot here in Pasadena. So I don't think that helped my mood. So like Thursday. I was like, well, it's the first night. It's 100 degrees. Okay, so there's some traffic. We have our residence passes. But you're basically hunkered in. You're locked in the neighborhood. It's really actually hard to, to get out or get back in. So fine. I accept that. Okay, they have to cancel my yoga class because that's near the road. Okay, all right. I accept that. The girls are enjoying themselves. The screaming starts at 3. There are fireworks. At one point... I- I can hear, I'm getting ready for bed at like 9.45 and I hear Harry Styles say, you even all smell good. Like, <laughs> <that's> what... <laughs> and they screamed. No, like no, everyone, they love it. Come they love And I know, and the band is adorable and the music is fine. So, okay. But they have the whole area on lockdown. Even Friday, you're not allowed to use it recreationally. People walk there. They ride there. There's a golf course swimming. Oh, it's pretty much on lockdown. And then the, the fans start coming Friday afternoon. Here they come. The screaming starts again, and I'm trying, just trying to get, just trying to get home. You know, I'm just on the freeway. I'm trying to get home, and they're closing to to um, regulate the traffic. There are like seven exits because it's California. Rose Bowl's between two freeways. I know I sound like that Saturday Night Live skit, the the Californians, but that's that's how we roll here. So you got two freeways coming in. You have many exit options. So what the highway patrol does is open and close, open and close, open and close, like chutes and ladders to regulate the traffic. So you can get on one exit and then come home in 10 minutes and can't get off that exit. And then you end up having to drive like 20 miles. I mean, I'm kidding. Like, it can be very confusing. So Friday, I'm just, I'm just trying to get a little Panda Express for Colin for dinner. <laughs> trying to get my Panda. Is not too much to ask. It's, it's, it's only five o'clock. Like they're not coming on for four hours, but five o'clock, there is a line of traffic at my exit. It's all limos. I cannot, t- I've never seen so many limos. At, oh, really? at this concert, and you know we're jaded. We live in L.A. People take limos to the flea market. Like, honest <laughs> to God, they celebrities take limos to the Rose Bowl flea market. That's normal. You know, we've been at events limos, but I have never seen so many civilians in limos as I've seen at the One Direction concert. I guess people just put their tween girls in limos and sent yeah. them to the Rose Bowl. So I'm stuck behind all these limos. I'm trying to make a right-hand turn. That lane is backed up for two miles. I just go down the left-hand lane, girls. I'm not. I'm not waiting. I'm a resident. I got my residence pass. I go down the left-hand lane. I make a right-hand turn from the left-hand lane. I don't even oh, care. Man. Go for it.
1: That's surprised they didn't shoot at you. But
0: okay, good. I'm waving that residence pass around like it's something. Like <laughs> it's a
1: piece of paper that says resident on it. And I'm like, I'm a resident. Got- a res- I'm a resident. Traffic laws do not apply to me. <laughs> I'm coming in. And then
0: (laughs) that was Friday. I'm like, oh, okay. I made it. I made it with the Panda Express. Just don't leave the house, kids. Just don't leave the house. (laughs) Then the screaming starts. And and so- It really was a scene. (laughs) It really was. So yesterday, it's day three. It's 103 degrees yesterday afternoon. It's, we come in at two o'clock, Barak and I, and his plan is like, watch college football, take a nap, don't leave the house. And I'm like, sounds good. We walk in. We can tell the limos are already piled up. I'm incensed now because they have their own flashing sign that says limos, this lane, limos. They have their own lane now, Liz. Where's the resident <laughs> lane, Liz? Where is it?
1: All right. That's <laughs> so, all right. There's and... the, lane, the lane for the people wearing the exploding shoes just disappears. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. So I get home. I'm like, okay, let's just stay in. Just don't leave the house. Like Colin's trying to get to a dance <laughs> on the other side of the Rose Bowl. I hand over my resident pass to the kid who's going to take him like god be with you i hope you can get on later <laughs> and i go to feed the dog and don't you know i freaking cut my hand on the dog food can so now oh, no. i have a medical emergency in the middle of the one direction
1: siege it's <laughs> so when you call for life flight Liam. that's what you need in that scenario a helicopter
0: I have to dig up like a three-year-old residence pass. I'm bleeding. You know me. I'm not good with blood. I have low blood pressure anyway. I'm like, my God, I'm gonna bleed to death because of the One Direction concert. It's <laughs> like, Eric, just drop me at drop me at Urgent Care. Get back in the house while you can. I'll take a cab home. I'll hit you right in one of these limos. Oh, my gosh. By last night when I heard, like, you don't think you're beautiful at 1045, I was like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. So I know they all had a fantastic time and the band's adorable. But three nights was too much. You know, Mm -hmm. one night fun, two nights okay, three bad.
1: Uh (laughs) Three nights bad. So I can tell you will be coming up with some sort of a petition for for the next next election. Well, you know, the
0: problem is Liz, they really spent too much money on the Rose Bowl renovations, like twice the budget. That's why they've allowed all these extra concerts. And so ah. they want they are testing the water for a 3-day Coachella-like concert <laughs> at
1: the Rose Bowl. <laughs> oh my god. Well, then you can just rent your house out. That's that would what be I was... Good. I'm That's, doing yeah. that
0: next time. No, I am totally doing that next time. <laughs> so it was it was crazy. So I know people had a fun time, but I'm glad, glad they came, glad they're gone. That's all I have to say. And then, do we have time? Oh, yeah, we have a little bit of time. One more musical note. Uh, sort of a bombshell in the rock world this week, Liz. I don't know if you know, but um, Neil Young uh, oh, no. filed for divorce from his wife of like 50 years. All right, so... And guess who he's seeing? Daryl oh, my... Daryl Hannah. Really? Yes. And here's my wow. here's my problem with this, other than uh well, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any thoughts one way or the other about Daryl Hannah, but I, don't, I would like to know the real story about what happened with her and with Jackson
1: Brown. Jackson Brown. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There are
0: like two different schools of thought. One is that he called the police on her, and the other is vice versa. We've heard both. So I'm sort of neutral on those two people. Like, I remain neutral. Uh, but here's what I don't understand. In the news reports, um, people, sources, quote, close to the couple said they have been, quote, dating for months. I don't. how do you get to date if you're married?
1: Like I'd like
0: a piece of that. What is what?
1: You're right, Leah. That's you're right. There needs to be another word. It's- It's not dating. It's not dating. You're absolutely right. No judgment. It's not dating. No. So, I I don't know. That's all. I just... what, What is that? What would be the right word? Shagging? I don't know.
0: Yes. But then you see the picture of the two of them. You're like... Wow, I don't want to imagine that either. No. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to Google a picture of the yeah, two of them. Yeah, Google
0: I a have... picture because the, they broke out in public this week. They busted it out, and that's when sources close to the couple reported
2: that they have been dating. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I don't,
1: I don't know. I don't understand that. Um, that's, that's too bad because I've always liked Neil Young. I just he always seemed like a solid guy,
2: and I liked his wife Peggy, and they wrote music together and. Yeah. How about Horvish Moon, Neil? I,
0: I know. That whole last, like, he had that whole album of great love songs, like, 10 years ago. That was all about his wife. It was really what? unbelievable. What? Okay. No, that's not right. There you have it. So uh, they're doing many things, but dating, I don't believe, is one. <laughs> <laughs> i just like to say that. All right. Now, on, on a positive cultural note, yes. th- there is, this is sort of the feel-good story from our neighborhood this week. So there's a new show on Stars called The Chair. Which Uh is a really interesting reality show. It pits two young filmmakers against each other. First-time directors. But they are both working off the same source material. So Uh they both started with the same script... It's a it's a guy who sort of made his uh, name on you on YouTube, creating his own YouTube comedy videos. And then a more traditional like writer, actress, screenwriter, now first time in the director chair, a woman, uh, you know, working from the same script. And then they're going to you're going to see the whole movie making process from two different points of view. And then you're going to get to see the films that they created at the end. So it's a kind of an interesting co- concept. It's on stars and it's produced by the same guys who did Project Green. Which was interesting to me But Mm -hmm. here's the feel good part of it Also uh, producing on the show Editing and creating the original music Are my neighbor kids The two kids, yeah, the two kids that live next door, uh, the Henry boys that grew up next to me, you know, when we moved in, they were like eight and 12, Uh, Robbie broke the window one time, threw a baseball through it, shattered the glass and made him pay for it, a little life lesson there, I did not know, (laughs) I watched the whole first episode, I thought it was interesting, and then I see the credit for their production company is now the Brothers Henry. And they're, uh, isn't that cute? And they're yes. credited for all the original music. David, the little guy, uh, is now like a grown man. And he created all the original music and scored the show. And Robbie is one of the producers and did all the editing. And it's a beautifully edited show. So there you go. Neighbor kids make a show. Yeah, all right, right go, That's Brothers right. Henry. Isn't that cool? Uh, yeah. They grow up so fast, I don't know they? they do. Well, it is true, Liz. It's weird because it's a sign that you've been in a neighborhood a long time. <laughs> when yeah. the kids who broke your window uh, now have a tv show uh, and that's weird that's so, it's so la <laughs> it is it's very la oh remember the henry's oh yeah they're exact producing yeah but good for them so if you haven't caught it um and particularly you have to have stars but um, you can also binge watch on stars.com. They have the first five episodes up. And it's a really beautifully put together show. I think you'll find it interesting if you're into any creative process or love movies or have a kid that's into movies. Uh, Brooks watched the first episode. He loved it. So, um, And just a little note, the produced by the Brothers Henry. So there you go.
1: Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. A very happy note to end on. Yes. Uh, so and, any, uh, anybody and- got it?
0: You're going to Turkey. Monica, are you going to have a turkey sandwich this week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that you missed out on all the pasta. <laughs> well, just have turkey lately. <laughs> and, and Julie's in Brooklyn on Nana duties, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. So she's a maybe for the Tuesday show. So... It could just be me.
1: (laughs) I don't know what it will be. Or no show. Maybe we'll find Sheila by then. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila needs like a Skype coach. (laughs) Or just a whole computer It's beyond
0: that. I don't even understand. Well, okay. There we go. I don't understand. All right. Well, I'll be here this week. I'll be holding down the fort. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. This was fun. It's great to talk to everybody. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us. Thanks again to Audible for supporting Satellite Sisters. I hope those of you who've signed up are really enjoying your audio books. I know I am. I really, I really learned a lot. I'm doing the great courses, you guys. I've downloaded a couple of those great courses audio books so I'm listening to a lecture series on uh, great heroes of western literature and then i've also downloaded uh, great medieval minds so i'm going to be so much smarter by the end oh, of the month i like it
1: that's <laughs> it's, great yeah
0: it's kind of like relearning things i knew once liz you know yeah. like yeah. I,
1: <laughs> I knew right. this stuff once oh yeah it's ringing <laughs> a bell Oh, That's why I thought it was so interesting. It's yeah. really interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, if you listen to Satellite Sisters and you haven't subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher, that helps us a lot when you do that. So subscribe to our show on iTunes if you write a review for us. That's really helpful. On Stitcher, if you give us a thumbs up whenever you listen, that's good, too.
0: Or whatever emoticon, emoji you would emoji, like to.
1: yes. And you know, even though it's a new season, we're going with our old tagline, share the sisters. <laughs> so, you know, just post it on your own Facebook page and share it on uh, to your friends because the more the merrier.
0: That's right. And thanks for listening. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. You're insecure, don't know what for.
2: You turn your heads when you walk through the door.